and welcome to the first ever episode of WizKid Football. I'm Justin Gagliardo here, along with my co-host Matthew Gagliardo. And today on the WizKid Football podcast, we're going to start with the daily headlines, go over buy or sell, head to head, and I tell you what, and it's just going to be a great premiere episode and one that it sh- you should view as a normal podcast, and we're just going to get started here, all right? Matthew, do you have any opening remarks to say? Yes, actually I do. About the Super Bowl. The Eagles laid everything out there, and right before the half, on the two-point conversion, actually... The play that they did, the trick play, that was actually Nick Foles' idea. Was it really? Well, that's a great start into the daily headlines for today, as we will talk about all the newest and best information that you need to know about the NFL, starting with the daily headlines. Alright, so going into some other stuff. Also... Rob Gronkowski's house was robbed the other day during the Super Bowl. Yeah. That was definitely rough for him, and I feel for the guy there. But the real real daily headline today, I would say, is about Josh McDaniels. Matthew, do you have anything to say about Josh McDaniels? Yes. Well, I honestly think he should have went to the Colts. The Colts are really struggling right now with like kind of like the coach situation and Andrew Luck. Honestly, if I was Josh McDaniels, I probably would have went with the Colts, knowing that Tom Brady's career eventually is going to end. And I, I'll just say I I don't think Josh McDaniels should have backed out. Yeah, but so Bill Belichick is coming back for another season now. But do you think they're saving the job for McDaniels to be the head coach once Bill Belichick retires? Because he's not going to be there for much longer. I can sense if he wins the Super Bowl, any of these next couple of years, he's definitely going to retire. What about you? Yes. I actually think if the Patriots win any Super Bowl, if the, the, the next Super Bowl they win, I honestly think Bill Belichick is definitely going to retire. And Josh and Daniels, yeah, they probably is. They probably are saving him. The fill in for Bill Belichick, which are pretty big shoes to fill in with. But I feel like I, I still think Josh and Daniels should have went to the Colts. Yeah, I mean it was he was the Colts for forty five minutes, and hear this. According to NFL Network's Mike Garofalo. The assistants actually signed the contract to be with the coach, and now they're going to be remaining with the coach, even though I didn't sign. So that could be huge as well, which I find is almost a little bit cruel. But apparently, Robert Kraft pulled off his magic, and he basically paid him extra money to stay with the Patriots. Now, I'm not sure how much extra money that is, but I know it has to be a decent amount. Now, oh, yeah. the, there are some guys that 
they may replace with him. I know they really want to get Andrew Luck back on track as he missed all of yes, the season. But here, here, I have something to add. One reason why Josh McDaniels, honestly, um, stay. One of the one of the actually main reasons that everyone forgets about it is his family, and his family's has really been his considerations has been weighing heavily on him recently, and. Honestly, think that's one of the big reasons why he stays with the Patriots. He didn't want to move, you're saying? Yes. Well, there are some guys that, there's a guy that is probably going to move, and they're going to be the head coach. And one of these guys is named Frank Reich, who was the offensive coordinator for the Eagles last year. And he obviously did some very good things as they ended up winning the Super Bowl, and the offense was on fire the whole year. Carson Wentz. Nick Foles coming in there, playing big. Alshon Jeff, we have Torrey Smith, we have LeGarrette Blunt played good the last game. I mean, they really came the bet, uh, together yeah, with 41 what, points in the Super Bowl. Here's what, I, here's what I need to talk about. Could Nick Foles, like, where do you think Nick Foles is going to go? Because Nick Foles could go to, Nick Foles could easily just go to the Vikings, and the Vikings would be beast. With, um, like, where, where do you think Nick Foles are? Maybe the Eagles are going to keep him. What do you think the Eagles are going to do with At this point, it's a little bit hard to tell when Nick Foles is going to go because he seems like he's focusing on the moment and him and the Eagles winning the Super, the Super Bowl. But again, he, he could go to a different team and maybe start for them, but he might actually be a backup for the Eagles, as I haven't been hearing too many rumors yet. Do, do you think... Do you think that Malcolm Butler will... Well, well, what team do you think Malcolm Butler will go on? Do you think he will stay on the Patriots, or, like, what team needs him the most, or... What, do you, a, what do you think about Malcolm Butler? Yeah, that is another one of the daily headlines, where Malcolm Butler, he only plays on special teams during the Super Bowl. And here's a guy who is a former pro bowler, and we can call it almost the Malcolm Butler Super Bowl against the Seahawks a couple years ago when he actually made a pick to win the game, and now they're not starting him. Do you have a couple, uh, some information about that, Matthew? Well, honestly, I, I think... I think... There's going to be some teams fighting for him. But honestly, one team that I think will get him is the Jets. And the reason why I say that is because they have a lot of holes in their team. And I feel like this is the year where they're going to start to actually rebuilding. Because they've been rebuilding. Like, they've kind of, like, they kind of been saving up. And I honestly think this is the year where they're going to get a franchise quarterback. This is the year where they're going to try to make big moves, and I honestly think the Jets are, are going to be looking into Malcolm Butler. As a cornerback? Yes. I mean, there are some cornerbacks on their team who are a little bit weaker, but I think the Jets were really in the market for maybe a quarterback. But what I do have to say about him and not playing is that Eric Rowe and even Batamorsi, a safety outplayed him on Sunday, and, like, a safety can't play a cornerback's job. Like, 
put it in your Pro Bowl, a guy who won the Super Bowl. I get it. He was struggling at practice, maybe made a, a slight team violation, was sick, didn't exactly play the best against the Jaguars. These are a few of the reasons, but when you look at the day, Malcolm Butler is clutch, and he comes to play when he needs to play, especially in the Super Bowl. Now, I do have a couple other daily headlines just to go over before we go into any other information. So, it seems to me that David Emerson, the quarterback from the Raiders, has been cut by them, and now he's visiting the Bears on Wednesday. And the Rams are expected to cut Tavon Austin, who is very speedy, as we know he is. Another one last headline is that the doctors are still concerned about Andrew Luck. And let's just talk about this for a minute or two. What do you have to say? Do you think Andrew Luck can return to his prime next year? No, I think he return, but I don't think he will be his prime. But I, I have a couple things to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, what is that you have to say, Matthew? Well, first of all, this is a this is this is pretty crucial. I don't mean the the thing that I don't I don't I honestly think the refs did a good job. But what do you have to say? And and Steelers fans are kind of questioning this. Did Jesse James play against the Patriots? Did not get called at a touchdown. And then this Jack Zach Ertz play that is very similar gets called against a touchdown. What do you have to say about that? Well, I think that is a great intro to buy or sell our next segment of the podcast, which is believe or not believe, basically. So, am I buying it that that play in particular lost them the game? Like, would you say the Zach Ertz call could have lost the Patriots the game? Because, first I'll talk about your question in particular. That was more of a 50-50 call, and it could have went either way. I mean, Jesse James, they called it a different way, but what you have to remember was Zach Orch also took a few steps before actually fumbling the ball. Jesse yes. James basically I, I, I arguably never had control of the ball, and it wasn't like, although it popped out of his hands, it, I mean, it was close. But would you say the refs in the 50-50 calls lost the Patriots the game? Because what we also have to remember is Corey Clement, that was also a controversial call when they gave him the touchdown when it was like a 30-yard pass and he hit him right in the back of the end zone. That could have went either way too. As I know Al Michaels was talking about that during the Super Bowl. What do you have to say about that? Well, I didn't think that Jesse James plays afterwards. I didn't think the refs are doing a good job. And this stuff with all the reviewing and so much reviewing, people honestly are that they people a lot of people more now instead are just are just kind of like questioning the refs. But I honestly think I, I don't really have any. So you to think that the refs made the right calls? Yeah. And that if they made it, and you don't think they made a bad call, which couldn't have lost Patriots the game because they were the right calls. But let's say if the Zach Orch play was overturned. Could that have lost the Eagles the game? 
I think it will. I mean, just a slight bit of momentum can change really the outcome of the game, and I, I can see that happening too. Another buy or sell was, did Brandon Graham's fumble win the Eagles a Super Bowl, or do you think Tom Brady wouldn't have scored that touchdown anyway when we had about two minutes and ten seconds on the clock? I would say Tom Brady and the Patriots, that is their life. They, they love those kind of moments. Those are the kind of moments where they shine. I honestly think if that strip sack didn't happen, the Patriots would have won the game. And that's something to say. Tom Brady said that the Eagles' strip sack was the, the only good defensive play by the Eagles. Do you agree with that? Uh, well, I mean, only good defensive play. I mean, they obviously must have had some great defensive plays. But I can say that was one of the few drives, or arguably the drive, when they played the best defense because the Patriots did not punt once the whole entire game. Not once. In fact, the punch between both teams were only one punt between both teams combined, which was fewer than the amount of throws to Nick Foles and Tom Brady, which was two. Which is insane if you ask me. So yes, the Eagles could have played better defense, but it was pretty cool so they made the fumble. I, I have another I have another bar so Ryan Sagier in the Penguins hockey game, he got a standing ovation. And that reminds me, honestly, and I, I would buy this. Do you think the Steelers would have beat the Jaguars if they had Ryan Sagier healthy? Because the Steelers defense basically let, let Jaguars do okay. for everything. Yes, I think they would have beat them. Just because Ryan Sazier was amazing this year, and he was almost like the captain of that defense this year. So he was like the guy in charge, basically the guy getting that defense and what doing what they need to do. And 42 points is a lot of points. But 45 points, I would doubt that the Jaguars would have scored 45 points if Ryan Sager was on that Steelers defense, because 45 points is insane and a lot to give up. And if you add a superstar player like Ryan Sager, I mean, it all changes. I, I think Ryan Sager and the Steelers end up with a win in this game. But I think the Steelers were just too cocky coming into it when they lost, when if they would have had a better, less confident and day-by-day day attitude, they could have won that game without Shazier, but I think it definitely would have made the small difference which was three, three points. Okay, and then, do you think it's time to head into the head-to-head segment? Yes. Alrighty. So, first one, what do you, who do you think, let's see here, who do you think would you rather have? So the Redskins made the trade to get Alex Smith, yes. but they also have Kirk Cousins, who he wants big money. Who would you rather have as the next for the rest of their career? Although Alex Smith is four years older, but he could possibly is, be the difference maker. Would you rather have Alex Smith or Kirk Cousins? This is I I I do like that question because this kind of in my a big topic, like, who will Kirk Cousins go with, or, like, what will happen. But, honestly, right now, I 
I honestly think Kirk Cousins is more consistent, even though he has some ups and downs. But Alex Smith played amazing um, this season. But I honestly would rather have Alex. I honestly would rather have Kirk Cousins. But just because of the money, the money, I, I would definitely, I would probably go for Alex Smith, so the Redskins have a little more breathing room, so they can focus more. I agree on that answer, and I would say Kirk Cousins as well. Just looking at the bright future, yes, he's 29 years old. He could play for about up to 10 years more in the NFL, I think, if he really takes his true potential. And this year, although it was one of the worst of his career, and he has had some great seasons in the past, he showed that without healthy receivers, without a great supporting cast, without the greatest running back, that he can get the job done and he can still put up numbers and that he doesn't have to have that supporting role and have the cast around him to be able to play. And let's remember, Jordan Reed, arguably his best target, was injured. Okay, so I have another head-to-head. This one, it's going to be interesting, but Tom Brady, and, like, I'm going to stay on the QB topic, Tom Brady versus Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, I had this one as a great topic as well on my on my um, notes for today. So, I would say as far as we look at Super Bowls, like, who, who can get more Super Bowls? I think Brady can obviously get maybe one more in there. Yeah, but so I like, think Wentz who do, who has do the think biggest do potential. Better this season, that's what I'm trying to ask. Better this season. I mean, it's hard to go against Brady, especially after this kind of year. I don't know how Carson Wentz can perform after his injury, but um, that's a that's a real tough one. I'm just gonna say it's gonna be pretty close. I'm going to say Tom Brady just for the reason it's more of a safer option. And he won the MVP like two years in a row. So, well, not two years in a row. He almost won it uh, two years in a row when Matt Ryan stole it from him. But I'm, I have to lean towards Tom Brady just because of his yeah. legacy. And I, I actually have another idea. So, Garrett Blunt, listen to this. He... He won the Super Bowl with the Patriots, then he gets traded to the Eagles, and then wins another Super Bowl against the Patriots. So, Garrett Blount, he is definitely filled, he's, he's doing pretty good for like, right up, like up the gut runner for the Eagles, but Jay Jai got traded to them, and he, he's really good for their outside speed, so I honestly think, who do you think will do, who, who do you think has more potential? Garrett Blunt or J.H.I.? Um, I would say for this in question... Receiving game, in the receiving game, too. Well, I don't know if Garrett Blunt is a very res- good receiver back, receiving back, but I will say J.H.I. was not on the Eagles the whole year, and Garrett Blunt was, and he only got put together, like, under 750 yards in the regular season. That's not the... Most or not being impressive for starting running back. Yes, I know he is pretty good at the playoffs and he did play good in the Super Bowl. But I have to go with JGI. He's young. He might have an off season this year. So I'm not going to judge him too much for that. Although his playoffs was very impressive. And if he can play like that, I think 
he can play very good next year. But although, although he more, does have a lot of more, he he does have a lot of fumble problem. Yes, uh, so I'm just gonna look back at what he did with the Dolphins last season. And what it was was incredible and arguably was a big reason why they got to the playoffs. Easily over a thousand rushing yards and much more than LeGarrette Blunt. And I know this is kind of off topic and this dude's not really a big name, but Edwin Jackson, the Colts linebacker, talk, talking about Rob Gunkowski's house, get robbed, even worse, Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson, not really a big name, but it's sad, but he died. Oh, man. That's sad. Um, wow. I know, it's just... It just... I just, I just saw that. I, it just... Out of the plastic. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely disappointing. He was a good linebacker. And I wish his family the best. And I know that he has a great career. And has done great things in the NFL. So, I think it's time we end head-to-head segment. And we go over the I Tell You What segment as we wrap up the podcast. Okay, so, here's what I Tell You What is. Making a bold prediction that we have about next season. One for each of us. And this is the closing segment of the podcast. Alright. So, my I tell you what is, Malcolm Butler would have won the Patriots the Super Bowl if he was in the Super Bowl. We look at, I talked about this a little bit before in the the podcast, Batamore's safety could not defend, he's not as fast, safety just in general, cannot defend wide receivers. They are not quite as fast as wide receivers. They can't pick up with them. I, I, I think it would have been a... safeties. I think it would have been a closer game, but I disagree. And also, talking about that, do you, do you think Steph, if Stephon Gilmore was on Alshon Jeffrey the whole game, because once they changed that adjustment and they put him on Alshon Jeffrey, Alshon Jeffrey had nothing, including he caused the Patriots to get a pick. Do you think if Stephon Gilmore and... Stephon Gilmore was on Alshon Jeffrey the whole game and Malcolm Butler was in, do you think the Patriots would have won? Yes, I mean, I said if Malcolm Butler would have made the pl- would have been in the game, he would have won. Besides the special teams, just because you have Stephon Gilmore and Malcolm Butler, arguably two great cornerbacks, and they and Malcolm Butler's made the Pro Bowl before, been in Super Bowl here before, and you put up two great cornerbacks. I don't know if Nick Foles can have the type of game he did. I mean, I think you'll have a great game, but three hundred to sixty yards or so. I mean. 41 points, I mean, that's insane. That's incredible stats. But at the same time, if you put in Malcolm Butler over safety, can you have that same type of production? I think he's going to get a good 300 yards. But when it comes down to the day, it would have been very close. But I think the Patriots just would have beat the Eagles. Okay, by now, I, I, I tell you what. Um, I think Bill Belichick will retire at the end of this season. Wow. Continue, please. Like, you want me to tell you another one? Because I could. Alright, do another one. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be, it's kind of like a lot to take in, but I think that every quarterback in the draft will be a bust. 
Wow. That's, I mean, that's big. We have, like, five good, we have, like, five good quarterbacks in the draft, six good, great quarterbacks. And I know some of the mock drafts have been saying six quarterbacks can go in the first round. So I disagree with that. We have Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Mason Rudolph, and my personal guy I have a ton of faith with, Baker Mayfield almost winning the college football championship this week. That is insane, as it is arguably one of the greatest quarterback classes I have witnessed in my lifetime. I totally disagree with that. You have okay, up to okay. six franchise quarterbacks. Okay, but to end the podcast, I just have to end on a good note. Because, because after the Eagles won that Super Bowl, Carson, Carson Wentz proposed and to his now wife, and he said yes. Oh, what a great story, and that's a hideout to end the podcast on. I am your host, Justin Gagliardo, along with my other fellow host and co-host, Matthew, Matthew Gagliardo. It's been a great first episode of WizKid Football. I hope to... See you guys again, and you guys will listen. Thanks for watching, and we will see you guys next time as we talk about all the off-season and information you need to know for this upcoming football season. It may be a long way away, but really, we got the draft coming up and free agency. Football is a 365-day season, and we got to... We asked to do our podcast because we got some great information. All right, see you next time. Bye.